Now, this morning is a very special time in terms of the Word. Somebody is bringing the Word this morning, first time at our church. I don't know if she's brought the Word at any other churches. Okay, so it's the first time ever in the history of the universe. And this person is none other than our very own campus missionary, Amu Vilakazi. Come on. Come, Amu. Have you, have you, are you, you got the lapel mic, you, you mic'd up. Okay. So folks, this is, this is very special, you know, um, it's, it is, and we did, we did plan this around Women's Day, and uh, Jenny and Amu were going to bring the word together, and then after negotiations and discussions, <laughs> and uh, Amu's coming up, and we're just so delighted, you know, Amu, come on, give the Lord, yeah. So, so folks, Amu actually studied down in Durban. She did her, her BCom degree down there. She was part of every nation over there. Um, and then she moved up here for her mom was staying here in Imbali. And so, but she could never get away from the call of God into ministry. Um, from about the age of 15, she sensed a strong sense of God's calling to ministry. So, so beginning of last year, she took the step of faith. And she said, I'm going to, I'm going to test this calling. And so she came into full-time ministry since the beginning of last year. And she's been doing so well. We have a, a leadership training theology course for ministers called L215, Leadership 215. And she's been studying theology. She knows more than you think. She's not just a pretty face, okay? You want to have a deep theological discussion with her, okay? Uh, she's, she's just been so committed to studying, and uh, it's a lot of work she's been studying, and so it's a real delight for us to just welcome Amu to bring the word this morning. Amen. Go, Amu. Stretch hands to Amu. Lord, I want to thank you for this, this beautiful handmaiden in your, in your hands, Lord. I want to thank you for the beautiful thing uh, we've just seen you been doing in Amu the last two years, Lord. And God, we just thank you that, Lord, that she would just seek to honor you in everything she says, mm. in every communication. And Jesus, that you would just bring forth from her soul, from her spirit, from her mouth, Lord, exactly what you want her to minister to us. And God, we pray for our hearts. May our hearts be open to hear from you as Amu just seeks to communicate what's on your heart this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Amu. Thank you, Pastor Jacques. <laughs> My voice is suddenly gone. <laughs> I'm joking. Good morning, church. How are you all doing? Are we all good? Okay. <laughs> um, sure. It's an honor to be sharing the word with you this morning. Um, thank you to the pastors for trusting me with this. <laughs> um, sure. I, Pastor Jock already said this. I am a campus missionary. Yes, we believe that if you change the campus, you change the world. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why we're on campus as a ministry, as a movement. Um, and so I get to work with a lot of students, a lot of young people, 
they're not here right now, but this is me <laughs> representing them, yes. Um, so we often, we often hear that, you know, young people are the future, and this is very, very true. Um, but today I will be bringing a word that I'm, I'm hoping will convince you that, yes, the youth and young adults and students are the future, but we here, all of us together, no matter the age, um, we're all the future. Um, and this is because the future isn't, well, it is 10 years from now, but the future is also next week, it's next month, it's tomorrow. And so we're all able to um, influence society and still do things just as much as all the students are able to. Amen. So, <laughs> when I was praying and I was like, Lord, what are we, what are we doing? <laughs> Where are you going? Um, I was actually directed to the story of Noah. Um, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, and I grew up in the church, so I learned about Noah when I was in Sunday school. And um, you find the story of Noah starting from Genesis 6, so I'd like us to actually open there. So I'll just start you off. We're actually gonna read Genesis 9 as our background. Um, chapter and it's going to, we're going to read from verse 7 to 9. Right. So it reads as follow. Now be fruitful and multiply and repopulate the earth. Then God told Noah and his sons, I hereby confirm my covenants with you and your descendants and with all the animals that were on the boards with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, every living creature on earth. Yes, I'm confirming my covenants with you. Never again will floodwaters kill all living creatures. Never again will a flood destroy the earth. And it has not happened. Amen. <laughs> so um, I'm going to take us back a bit um, because it's like, how did we get here? You know, um, how did we get to a place where God is now blessing Noah and his sons? Um, and so the story of Noah starts with, in the times of Noah, also this is historically accurate, guys. You can go research it, you'll find the historical uh, evidence, thank you, <laughs> historical evidence that proves this story and many other Bible stories, just if you're interested. I'm telling you, it's insane. Um, in a good way, obviously. <laughs> okay, so the story of Noah starts with, you know, in the times of Noah, um, there was a lot of wickedness, a lot of evil, violence, corruption, hello, current state of the world. Um, uh, I mean, we could look at a week ago and just, well, not a week, but about three weeks ago, and just remember the violence and corruption that was evident in our own society and relate to that. And so in, in Noah's time, Noah was facing the exact same thing in his time. You know, the earth was full of violence and corruption. And in Genesis 6, verse 11, it actually starts telling, the story tell, goes to tell us that, um, you know, God was displeased about what was happening on earth and had decided to flood the, to flood the earth. And when I was reading this, I was like, oh, okay, cool. It looks like there's nothing else that's going to happen, right? And I personally can relate to times in my life when it's felt like, oh, this is the end. Like, 
there's no redemption after this, right? Um, but this is an important but in the Bible because this means something is about to happen, something is about to change. Um, verse 11 it says, but, sorry, not verse 11. Um, it says, but Noah found favor with God. Um, and the but is very important, guys. Um, the but is very important. But Noah found favor with God. This is verse 8. Um, so then the story continues, right? Noah finds favor with God, and God communicates with him and tells him that he wants him to build a boat, a huge boat. And what he's going to do is that he's going to have pairs of animals go into the boat. He's going to have Noah's family go into the boat, and they're going to be safe in this boat. Then the earth is going to flood, and there'll be water on the earth for days on end, and eventually God will remove the water, right? Um, as I was reading the story, I was like, okay, Lord, you go to Noah, you tell him this is what's going to happen. What is Noah's, what's going on in Noah's mind? I know for me, I'd have been like, Lord, I'm so thankful that you have considered me for this wonderful position of building a boat and, you know, being safe, firstly, you know, and you've, you've seen me as someone who um, not only walks with you but is righteous and, you know, you've chosen me for this job. I'm so grateful. But, you know, I just... There's so many things going on, you know. Um, firstly, people are going to laugh at me. It's like, why are you building a boat? You know, what, what do you think is going to happen here? Um, the other thing is maybe, you know, Noah was a family. We read in the Bible that Noah had a family. You know, it wasn't just him and his wife and kids, but he had siblings. Um, and I'm thinking cousins as well, you know. So if I was Noah, I would have been like, I'm, I'm very family orientated. I would have been like, Lord, you know, I've got, you know, my nuclear family. Yes, that's great. That's awesome. We're all going to be safe. But what about, like, my, my distant cousins, you know, the people I only see once a year, whom I love dearly, but I only see once a year. Like, can we, you know, can we adjust this, this thing that you're telling me to do? Just, just a little bit. Not too much. So I'm still going to build the ark. And I'm still going to go in the boats, and I'm still going to take care of all the animals while I'm there. But can I bring just a bit, just, just these other people, you know? Um, and we, we don't really know how deeply Noah went into doing that, but we do know that Noah did exactly what God had told him. Um, the Bible says that he did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Everything to the T. Um, yo, tell me about obedience, right? Everything to the T. Um, and so, yeah, so Noah builds the ark, and I'm sure it took him days on end. Every single day he's coming in doing the same thing. This is me imagining in my head, right? It doesn't really say it this way in the Bible, but I'm just thinking he wakes up in the morning has breakfast, you know, spends a little bit of time with his family, prays a bit, and then he gets ready to work, right? Goes to the, I don't know where people build, but he gets a workshop, yes! He goes to the workshop, he gets his tools, and he starts cutting and um, sanding and chopping, and, you know, he's hammering stuff together. 
and, and maybe he had a couple of splinters in his hands also. You know, we don't know how, how it was, but you can just imagine. Maybe he didn't even have the right gears to do it. Maybe he didn't even know how to build. We don't, we don't actually know. But he does everything that God had told him to the T. And um, after the flood, they come, out of the, they come out of the boat, him and his family. And God not only blesses Noah, but he blesses his sons and technically just everyone else who followed them. He also blessed the animals. Um, so a lot came from Noah's obedience from building the ark, right? So I, I was like, okay, Lord, this is, I've never read the story in this way, <laughs> so thanks for that, but what, what can we take from Noah's story? Um, it feels very far-fetched because it's like, oh, it's so long ago, um, things are different now, you know, but are they? Are they really? I mean, you already see that there's viol there was violence and corruption in Noah's time. There's violence and corruption today, right? Um, so what lessons can we take away from Noah's story? Firstly, know God. Um, in chapter 6, verse 9, it says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. It's important that we walk in close fellowship with God. Um, and, and in doing so, then we're able to know what God desires of us. And we're able to walk in obedience. And we're able to receive the blessing of obedience as well. The next thing is that God only needs one person. He needs one nation to use. We, we've seen examples of this so much in the Bible. God used Noah, he also used David. David was one young man who killed a giant Goliath. Um, I just think of Pastor Jacques' um, examples and I'm just like, Pastor Jacques is much taller than me. I don't know if you've noticed. And he used to look up when he was talking about Goliath. So I'm just thinking, if I'm, in my head, I'm like the same height as David. And so Goliath must be like up to the ceiling. Can you imagine a small boy fighting a huge giant? But it only took one, one person to say yes, one person to step in faith. Um, we see Moses, God using Moses. Also, Moses was afraid of talking, right? Um, he, he told God, he's like, yo, Lord, this is cool and all, but I'm, my speech is just, it doesn't want to cooperate with what you're saying. So can we, can we switch things up a bit, right? But God empowered Moses to speak. He didn't, he didn't say, well, he did actually say, oh, go with um, Aaron. But in the end, it was Moses who always spoke. Yeah. So God empowers you also for the work that he set you out to do. We don't know whether Noah could build or not, but he built the boat exactly the way it should have been built. So God only needs one yes, and, and he needs you to step out in faith. So that's our responsibility, an action that we have to take. He won't force you to do stuff. He's a gentle, gentle God. Um, he also used one nation to save many other nations. 
Um, the meta narrative of the Bible includes that, you know, God chose the Israelites um, to be an example for all other nations. That's what God wanted to do for all other nations. All other nations includes all of us today. The next point is that age is just a number. <laughs> yes, so if you read the whole story, and I, I really um, encourage you to read it, uh, you find out that Noah was actually exceptionally old. <laughs> no, he was old. <laughs> he, was, he was really old. He was past half of his life life expectancy or yeah the number of years that he, he was past half so if you were to put it in in today's terms um i checked on stats essay and the current life expectancy rate is between 59 and 65 years old so, yeah it's pretty low it's dropped guys because the pandemic um but you can imagine so he was pretty past his life expectancy um and that would have meant in today's terms he was about like 45-ish, you know, between 40 and 45. So if you think that it's too late or you're too old or something along those lines, um, age is just a number. And if God is wanting to move you towards something and he's called you for something, just jump. <laughs> I'll tell you my jumping story. <laughs> Um, so Pastor Jacques already mentioned that um, I, couldn't, I couldn't stop the feeling of uh, being called into ministry. And what actually happened was that after I finished my undergrad degree, um, I was like, okay, Lord, I really want to move to Peter Maritzburg, but at the same time, I really want to study. At the same time, I'm thinking maybe I can give more time into campus ministry. Um, so I was in Durban at the time when I was thinking this. Um, and then I came to Peter Maritzburg, and I ended up studying. And I also ended up giving more time to ministry. <laughs> so that worked out. Um, but by the end of 2019, I was just like, OK, this has been great. This has been fun. I'm sure that I can now go into the marketplace as I've studied. I did um, accounting, but then finance and banking. So I was like, oh, you know, this is a great space for me. Um, I'm sure I'm going to flourish because, you know, it's, it felt like it's my type of setting, you know. Um, and I also had a friend who's actually in this, in this space. And she was like, oh, friend, just, you know, I can help you with your CV. And I was like, oh, man, this is great. This is the plan. And then I felt God <laughs> saying, jump, just, just jump. And I was like, I'm the type of person that needs stuff planned out. I need to know where I'm jumping to, how far am I jumping, how long am I jumping for, you know, all of those things. And God was like, jump. And I jumped, and now I'm here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, I jumped, and it's been quite an adventure. I will tell you that. Um, not without its hardships, but quite an adventure. Okay, so the next point is, you know, God is specific. Um, 
everything that he told Noah to do regarding the boat was pretty specific. Um, if you just go to verse 14, it says, Build a large boat from cypress or gopher wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an inch, 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. This is extremely, extremely specific. Um, and if you can think of what it took for, for Noah to build this absolutely accurately. Um, so I, I do actually watch a lot of building stuff. It's something I enjoy. Um, I think uh, if I were to be something else, that's probably the field I'd go into. Also, I've never built anything. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, we're already reading about Noah here, who's no, Noah didn't know how to. Maybe he didn't know how to build. Maybe he did, but he he built, right? <laughs> but um, I know this: the rule is that you measure twice, and um, and then you put stuff together once. Yes, measure twice, um, and then you cut once. Yes, yes. So I've got a head start now. <laughs> um, but I, I, I can imagine like, the accuracy that you need to have when you are not only measuring, but putting together. And it must be really just difficult to stack stuff to be like, okay, now we're, we're, almost, we're almost at like the 18, where the 18 inch window is supposed to start. So now we have to, can you imagine? I don't know, in my head, building is pretty like complex. Um, and, but, but you know, God is specific and he's always specific for a reason. Um, I, I met someone while I was at university who, um, once she, she, was, she studied law, and after she got a degree, she, she stayed at home and was looking for a job. And she would apply and apply and apply and apply, right? And, you know, there were many interviews in between. She was Christian. Many interviews, and um, there were times, well, she'd always be like, okay, Lord, this is the one I'm, I'm sure it is. The interview went so well, you know, and God would be like, it's not this one. And this was, the th it, and, and her background is, is, is that, you know, she wasn't like from the wealthiest family, you know, she was trying to get through, um, and she actually really needed a job. Um, but, you know, it, it just took so long for her to get to the place where, until God was like, this is the job for you. Like, this is the one that I've called you to. Um, and, and when she was talking, uh, talking to us, she was telling us that um, she understood when she got there, she understood why God had made her wait. Um, and also, just, just an encouragement, there's more that God does in the waiting and in the process um, than when you actually get to the place. Um, but she says that when she got to the place where she was and the job that she eventually took, um, she understood why God had placed her in that one specifically. Um, the work that she did, she does there, um, she wouldn't have been able to do in all the other firms that she ended up at. So God is specific, and he's specific for a reason. Um, yeah. 
The next point is keep building. This one is hard. <laughs> it's hard because if you can think of just anything, it's really, firstly, it's difficult to start, right? Um, when you have any vision, if, even if it's you know, your routine things, day-to-day -day stuff, of, you, know, you have to wake up and do administration. Maybe you don't like administrate, any administrative work, um, or maybe it's going to school and you're just not feeling school that day, right? <laughs> um, or maybe you're in construction, actual construction, right? And you're building something. Starting is really difficult. Starting anything, starting any journey. You know, maybe you're trying to lose weight. Can you imagine the first day? They say the first day is the hardest. Um, the second day is as well because your body's probably sore. But the first day is really hard. Um, and so starting in general is extremely difficult. But what people often don't talk about is when you're in the process and it feels like it's going much slower than you expected it to, you know? And you get so discouraged and you get so weary. Galatians, Galatians 6 verse 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. We see this in Noah's life. Noah didn't give up. I'm sure there were times where he was just, just tired. He was over it. But he didn't give up. And there was a blessing that he received at the end. I can also imagine that during his time of building, there were some adversaries that Noah experienced. People who were laughing at him, people who were saying he's crazy for building a boat at this time, it doesn't rain, like what are you doing? You know, are you, it doesn't, we, we, we don't know floods here, what are you talking about, you know? Um, and we live in a time like that as well, where we are questioned about a lot of the things that we do, especially as Christians. Um, people, uh, questioned why we even have faith. People question if there's a God even, you know, the God that we believe in um, and, and why we believe in him. But it's so important to remember that even in the Bible, scripture tells us of you know, many people and churches being persecuted, but being encouraged in their persecution. Second Timothy 3 verse 12 and 14 says, Yes, and everyone, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ will suffer persecution. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true for you know you can trust those who taught you. And this is so in line with um, just what we know as Christians about um, God wanting to build his kingdom, right? And we will definitely experience persecution. But it's not persecution without any covering or shelter or place of comfort because we're able to find that in God. Um, and, you know, we've been, there's been a lot of talk this morning about Alpha, which is really exciting. I hope that we're all part of it. If you're not, you can still, you still have an opportunity to be part of it. Like Pastor Jacques said, um, Pastor Jenny said, it was probably, it was Pastor Jacques. It was everyone. <laughs> opportunity for us to still be part of it. Um, 
but, but yeah, so Noah was building a boat, but he was building God's plan, right? He was building God's vision. And, and so as Christian, we get to partner with God in building his vision. And his vision is for all nations to know him, all people to know him. And so I, I want to ask if we, yeah, will say yes to partnering with God. Will we say yes to, to do what God is wanting, to partner with what God is wanting to do in our society, in Scottsville, in Peter Maritzburg? Um, many of us might have relations with people outside of South Africa. Are we wanting to build with God and, and build the lives that he's wanting for other people outside of our space here and in other nations? Are we, going, are we willing to use the tools that are available for us? Um, you know, building comes with a lot of responsibility. It's not just a thing of, oof. it's not just a thing of, you know, just doing it willy-nilly and, you know, just doing it because you have to or, you know. But there is a, there's a point of you being, having to be convicted about what you're doing. Um, and and trusting the one who's called you to build. Building isn't just about, you know, within the Christian community, although that's very important, and the goal is for us to all build for Jesus, right? Um, but also in our personal spaces, we see that we all are building towards something, right? Some are building towards legacies. Um, others are just, you know, building to make it through. Um, but Jesus has called us to a greater cause. God has called us to a greater cause of building for him and, and with him. The last point that I want to share is that the result of obedience is greater than its cost. So Noah's obedience saved him and his family and as a result, saved the human race, right? That is a story of salvation. Um, and what comes with that is that there's a reestablishment um, of the blessing that we see in Genesis 1, right? After God had created man. So, you know, maybe Noah didn't, didn't realize what it would mean for you know, his obedience, what, what his obedience meant, you know, how far it would reach into the future. But he still obeyed God. He was still faithful to what God had called him to. Um, and just, you know, the, the whole story of the salvation of humanity through Noah is evidence of God's care for us. Um, and it's also ev evidence of God's consistency. You know, we serve and know a consistent God. Um, and, and this is also proven by the fact that what happened in Genesis, we can actually see coming to fruition through Jesus. Um, the story of Noah is an image of the redemption and salvation that was received, that's been received by man, but through Jesus Christ, right? Um, there are many ways that we can link the two stories, um, like 
Noah being the second father of the human race and Jesus being known as the second Adam. Um, and Noah being the only one to be righteous and, and in fellowship with God in the time, at his time. Um, and also Jesus being blameless and completely obedient to God. Um, even obedience to the cross. Now, God's obedience, Jesus was, was fully man, but, but his obedience um, to the cross has led us to receiving new life and life in abundance. And I think what's more amazing is the fact that God has called us to this new life, but hasn't called us to it alone. Um, he's called us to it and has empowered us to go out into the world. Matthew 28 says, verse 19 says, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations. And then verse 28 says, teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. That's the, that's the God vision that we've been called to. That's the God vision that we've been empowered to build. The question is, are we going to say yes to what God has called us to? Are we going to say yes to the influence that he's wanting to make today while we're still around and towards the future of when we're one day not going to be around? So Genesis 9, verse 7 to 9, is when God blesses Noah and his and all the land. And he says, be fruitful and multiply, right? And we know that multiplying isn't just a thing of, you know, reproducing on earth. It also speaks into making beings that look like us, that do things as we do. And that's where discipleship comes in, right? Discipleship is making people who are followers of Jesus like us and people who are going to go and engage the community as we do. So like Stella was talking about, you know, with Alpha, these are tools that we're able to use and there's many more that we will find, um, many more tools that we use here as a church of how to engage, um, different things that you can learn also. Engaging is a beautiful thing and once you step out in faith, God is going to use each and every one of us in an amazing way and we will have much greater reach than we could ever think or imagine. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. You know, you know there was the blessing that the Lord spoke and declared over Noah because of his obedience. And I want to pray that for us right now. You know, folks, we do have a huge calling. Literally, we are here to change the world. Go and make disciples of nations. Making nations follow Jesus is quite a radical, revolutionary concept. It is 2,000 years old, and it requires every single believer. But there is the blessing on obedience. And so, Lord, I want to pray that for every one of us, Lord. Lord, as... You led Amu to speak about this humble man that walked with you, that, Lord, you gave him a massive task. Lord, I know sometimes we 
consider what we're facing and it feels like, God, you're seriously calling me to build an ark. Come on, Lord, that's too big. I can't do it. But God, there is your Holy Spirit that enables us and there's the blessing of obedience, Lord. Lord, may we look beyond the task, beyond the ark. May we see the generations that are going to be blessed because of our sometimes... Obedience that doesn't seem to make sense, Lord. Obedience doesn't always make sense. But God, it's because we've got to see the big picture. We've got to see the generations. And so God, we say yes to obeying you, Lord. And I pray for the blessing that comes with obeying, Lord. The blessing that comes with obeying. God, give us the grace to build what you've called us to build even if it doesn't make sense. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, folks. We trust you enjoyed that message. And if you would like to find more info or listen to more messages, please visit our website at www.hispeoplepnb.co.za. We also upload our videos to YouTube so you can visit our YouTube channel or you can visit our SoundCloud channel to listen to more messages. For those of you who listen to podcasts, you should find our messages on your favorite podcast app. And then of course there's WhatsApp. If you want to receive info or events via WhatsApp, then please save this number. It's 061 4520877 Finally you may want to join us in person for church services at 154 Burkett Road Scottsville Peter Maritzburg we hope to see you god bless you